Okay, everyone, welcome back. Uh, we took a little break, but this is down the line. Um, Yankees season ended pretty miserably, actually, um, down in uh, down in Boston, or I guess up in Boston for us. Um, pretty treacherous ending. Um, but now we have a lot of off-season content coming your way, a lot of one-off videos that I think you guys should be looking forward to. This episode is going to be covering the Yankees and what they should do with their off-season. Um, but we're also going to touch on the shortstop market, which is historic this year. Uh, we're going to touch on the Mets a little bit, maybe some pitchers, maybe some other stuff. Um, Nick, I think what else was there? I think we were looking at some other stuff too. Uh, I mean, we'll end up we'll end up doing like a free agency prediction video. And I know we did last year, uh, and then we'll end up obviously, you know, as moves happen, have some rapid reaction videos. You know, I love the off season. I know Rob does too. Uh, our initial plan was to kind of cover the whole postseason but as Yankee fans after that wild card game didn't really fucking feel like it so uh you know we don't get paid for this so why uh you know why why do something if you're not in the mood to so uh but now it's it's all over it's off season time and uh you know we're ready to get back into it yeah so we got our sights set on a world series victory I know we had that last year too we were pretty we were pretty high on uh the Yankees going into last season and I remember saying um multiple times everything we said that like we thought was a lock like we thought Boone was gonna get fired like that's a lock he didn't he got an extension <laughs> actually mm -hmm. he got an extension yeah. a pretty lengthy one too three years which is more I thought they were gonna give him a one and done regardless he's back Boone's back we thought heads were gonna roll after this year the Yankees didn't even at least at least make it to the World Series they, they barely made it to the playoffs if you want to depending on how you want to see the wild card game um <laughs> And nothing really happened. So the changes have to come on the field and the changes have to come with the roster. And that's what we're going to dive into with this episode. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, I was definitely on the fire boom train towards the end of the season, but the roster needs to improve. I, I don't care who was managing that team last year. They were not world series caliber. Uh, so there needs to be some pretty significant upgrades and changes. And that's what we're going to get into. Yeah. So the first one is like, I just said, historic, Historic, absolutely historic um, free agent market for shortstops. One of the most premium positions, the ones that teams are most likely willing to pay $300 million for. You know, we saw it when Manny Machado was on the free agency, uh, was in free agency as well. He wound up just being a third baseman because of Tatis. But he was going into um, free agency as a shortstop. People were, I mean, I don't know what the Padres' intentions were when they signed him. They probably knew they had Tatis in the back burner, obviously. Um, but regardless, people are willing to pay a high amount for shortstops. And we got multiple really, 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 um, in this off season. So Nick, I, I got my opinions about it, but I'm going to let you start. What do you think in Yankee shortstop wise? I know Brian Cashman has said that that is a priority. So I'm expecting something big. I just don't know exactly what it's going to be yet, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, they're going to add someone. It's going to be one of these big five big fish that are out there uh there's five all-star caliber shortstops obviously you have Correa, Seager, Semyon, Baez and Trevor Story in my Yankees offseason preview blog I had written that I wanted Correa the most and that I thought see uh so I'm sorry Story made the most sense if you could get him on like a five-year deal with or you know at around 100 125 million uh Story I do like because he's fast he's good defensively and his swing projects well to the short courts a lot of opposite field power but at the same time the more I thought about it I don't know you can get him that cheap. 
His arm has some concerns around it now. His, his arm strength was down this past year. wasn't great, all that great defensively. And he does strike out a lot, which I, I get the strikeouts don't matter. But at the same time, I don't want so many strikeout guys in this lineup. So I think it's going to be either Correa or Seager. Uh, I'll be happy with either at this point. The downsides to both, Correa, a little injury prone, back issues, right? That's That's the one thing for me. You're getting a better defender and an elite hitter i don't care he's a righty bat i don't care that he's a loudmouth asshole listen as much as i've hated on him if he wants to be a yankee go for it seager obviously offensively the best shortstop available probably the best hitter on the market available um but you're gonna have to slide into third base in in the very short future so do i want to give an eight to ten year deal to a guy who's only going to play you know one one to three years of shortstop I'm not crazy about it, but at the same time, the Yankees don't have a shortstop right now, and there are two absolutely elite guys on the market. So get me either Correa or Seager. I'm still, I still prefer Correa, but I'm not going to complain about either one. What about you? Yeah, see, I'm very torn because I'm, you know, obviously pitching is in my background, so I, I think that you need to prioritize defense at up the middle. You know, I think that's kind of like the basic premise of it, but you know, especially especially with a pitching staff that I think does let the ball get in play a lot, um, you know, outside of maybe Cole um, and then Tyone when he, you know, when he's throwing his best, but um, I do think that you need to prioritize defense. Um, And that's what worries me about Corey Seager is that he's really not that great of a defensive shortstop. And it concerns me about Correa too, with his injury history that you're going to be paying this premium for a guy. You're like, yes, he, he is the player that you want. And he's, he's everything that I'd be, he even gives like the edge. Do you know what I mean? Like yep. the, how many times did we say last year, the Yankees were just absolutely dead. Like they looked yep. like they were lifeless. They didn't care. Obviously we know they did. It is what it is. We know they cared, but I feel like Correa just gives them that one little step up where it's like, like, yo guys, like where's the fire right now. And I feel he like has the leadership. I, intangibles. Exactly. Yes. He's got like that little bit of edge to him now. Like, so everything in Correa is what I want. I, again, I, I don't give a shit about the righty bat, but it, the yeah. fact that, um, He's he is injury prone back is just like weird. I feel like they, that's that's like the one injury where like you never want to hear about that for the pitchers. I think it's shoulders. It's like just yep. with like with uh position players, it's like how long is their back gonna hold up? And you're gonna be playing this guy 300 million dollars to maybe play a hundred to 120 games. You know, I feel like you're kind of getting lucky with that. I, I don't know. I don't I don't want to predict injury because you never know what's gonna happen, but he does have his history. But that it, it does turn me off a little bit to him. Um, so you're not you're not gonna like what I have to say about this, but I am kind of on the Andre and Simmons. Um, <laughs> I'm a little bit on the Andre and Simmons. Um, I'm on I'm on his train right now. Um, uh, trust me, I, I'll take Correa, I'll take Seager, no problem. But past that, I'm not too crazy about that, how these other guys play defense. Um, if you don't get one of those two, I don't really think it's that big of a deal to downgrade offensively at shortstop and go with someone like Simmons, who's without a doubt the best defensive shortstop on the market. Um, so I think if you're going to go that way, you got to get the best. You don't go with like, I don't know, like someone like one of like Freddie Galvers or something like that. Like you're not, you're not going to throw him at shortstop. You're going to get the best defensive guy. Um, but then you have to really make up for that. These other positions that we're going to get into later. So I'm kind of on the same boat with you. I'm good with, although they both have their cons i'm okay with seager okay like obviously be fucking thrilled (laughs) with correa or seager but it passed them i'm not too sold on those other three um and even cray and seager i have my doubts about so i'm i'm correa seager 
Simmons. <laughs> and the defense does need to get stronger up the middle. So I yeah, guess how, I'm how really... bad did it look when uh sorry to interrupt you? How bad no. was it when um Torres was our shortstop in the beginning of the season and he was making so many bad plays and it got us off to such a horrible start? And it just made me realize how bad this pitching staff needs a solid defensive shortstop and if you're not going to get that with Correa with his injury history you need to prioritize that and get the offense elsewhere that's that's, no. that's my opinion on it that that yeah. and I'm, I'm sticking to that <laughs> and listen and we'll see what you do with your other moves just for me it's just so it's just so tough for me as good as he is defensively just seeing what this lineup was last season to to slot in a hitter as bad as him on top of that is tough for me but listen we'll say if you if you make significant upgrades elsewhere then you then yeah I could definitely live with it yeah, and people do forget or don't know at all that Andrelton Simmons is one of the best two strike hitters in baseball. So, I mean, that's not – there, there's a way to word that better. It's, it's to people still do very poorly with two strikes, but he's not that bad with two strikes for what he is. He must just be horrible with no strike or one strikes then because he is not. A good That's player. correct. He's not. <laughs> that, that is correct. Yeah, I know. I, I was looking for any positives with him offensively. So, again, I, I mean, the Correa is the guy that you want, and he's the guy that I'm okay with paying that amount of money. But, like, Seager, I'm not thrilled with unless, like, you know, again, like, you got to move him over to third base at some point. You got to like you got to start to figure out what to do with him, and that's not really a guy I want to start paying $300 million because he's probably going to demand that type of contract as well. Like, I don't want to figure him out. Like, I know like, you're staying there and you're, and you're, you're staying there for the length of this contract, which is what I feel like you can get out of Correa minus his iffy injury history. So Correa, Seager, Simmons. Right. Okay. What, what are you thinking about first base? I think that's the second big one that the, that the Yankees need to focus on. Cause that, that, that's a position where, you know, the power needs to come from. And I think we got that with a little bit of Rizzo, but not as much as I think we would have hoped. So what are your thoughts there? So I know the hot name is Matt Olson right now, and that is that is the wave I'm on. I oh, yeah. think he ends up a Yankee. I just <laughs> think that the Yankees are the best uh, suited to be trade partners. They've made deals with the A's in the past. There's two affordable RBers left of Matt Olson, arguably the second best first baseman in all of baseball. 27 lefty coming off a 900-plus OPS, almost 40 homer season uh could probably hit 45 to 50 homers playing yankee stadium every day with his swing compared to oakland gold glove defender just ch checks all the boxes i think it's going to come down to you know cashman not wanting to bid against himself and offer say a, a peraza or some of his other top prospects the flip side is bringing back anthony rizzo which i wouldn't mind with two caveats one I really would want to limit it to a two-year deal, even if it's higher AAV. He's 33 with back issues and has already started to show some signs of decline. Uh, so if you can do two, maybe with an option third and a buyout, I definitely wouldn't hate it. I did like yeah. having Rizzo around. Uh, but the And then the other caveat to that is it can't be Rizzo and a shortstop, and that's all you do. Like if you tell me we're going to bring in a center fielder, which we'll get to next, then yeah, I could live with keeping kind of the status quo with Rizzo at first base uh, and upgrading the lineup in two other spots. So it's definitely Olsen number one far and away for me uh, and then bring back Rizzo. I think anything short of that, if you're playing DJ LeMahieu at first base, 
you better have fucking made crazy upgrades everywhere else. He does not put up the offensive numbers that warrant him being a first baseman. You're not getting the best out of him defensively as a first baseman. I don't think Luke Boyd will be back as much as I do like Luke Boyd. I think he's a bit redundant to this lineup, like we've said. So I, I think it's really either got to be Olsen or Rizzo. And if it's Rizzo, it's got to be at the right price. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much I don't I really I wrote down uh, Matt Olsen. Yeah. That's it. That there there yeah. is no yeah. other option. Like I I I get it's take prospects. I get you'd rather pay somebody and hold on to them, but stop that. Matt Olson has been unreal. People forget about him in Oakland. I feel like people really just started talking about him towards the beginning of last year and kind of t- more towards last year because uh, like the end when he started realizing that they're probably gonna you know have to trade him. Um, I mean he is arguably one of the best first basemen in baseball. You said it. Yeah. Um, Get whatever it takes. I know. I know it's gonna. It might take a minute because um, they're saying that the reports are kind of that the Yankees don't want to bid against themselves right now. Sure, mm-hmm. take your time with it, but you got to make it happen. As much as I loved having Anthony Rizzo here, he was great. He was fun. I love his foul ball home runs. Those are really yeah. fun to watch. But like at some point, like you got to make the improvement, and that's where it's got to be. He's got to be our Giambi. You know what I mean? He's got to. We got to have our Tino, whatever it is, our Don Mattingly. Like I think that first base is one of the most important positions to have in a lineup and have that figured out, like no problem. Like your first baseman is going to hit your home runs. And I feel like, like as good as Luke Voigt is, as good as Rizzo was one injury prone, like we've already stated. And, you know, they did have their ups and downs. I really don't see like that many ups and downs coming for Matt Olson. I feel like he's just a solid hitter all around. Oakland is not really, I mean, in my opinion, at least for lefties, it's not really a hitter's park, especially yeah. with that deep, <laughs> with that deep, the deep uh, right center field fence. Um, like, and it's all like highly, like, come on, he would absolutely rate. He's hitting 39 home runs in Oakland. I'm sure he would hit 40 plus no problem, you know, in the Bronx. So I, I I'm all in on Matt Olson, do what it takes to get him. If it takes giving up one of our future shortstops, that's, that's what it takes. You know what I mean? That's, it's what it takes to get a premium player who's relatively cheap. So th- yep. there is, there is no second option for me. If Matt, if Cashman doesn't get Matt Olson, it's a failure in my opinion. The only other name I'll throw out, and it's it's not happening. It's not happening. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. On the 1% chance that, that the Braves really don't pony up and pay Freddie Freeman, he takes precedence. I'll, I'll throw him. I don't care that he's on the wrong side of 30. I'll throw him a five- or six-year deal and, and not hesitate because the guy is just so fucking good. But guy, I, it's just not going to happen. He's, he's staying in Atlanta. I can say that with almost certainty. He's staying in Atlanta. So get me yeah. medals. Okay, yeah, sorry, you're you're right. Obviously, if Freddie Freeman is on the market, which technically he is, he's not. I um, don't consider that uh, him, him an option, though. I really don't. Yeah, I no, that, that's why I didn't even, like, consider him. Yes, obviously, it's fine. To be fair, Matt Olson and Freddie Freeman are my two options for first yeah. base, but Freddie Freeman has basically already re-signed with the Braves. If he doesn't, I think that'd be – I think that'd be one of the more shocking things to happen in baseball over the next couple of years. You know what I mean? Like that, like one of the more shocking free agent signings. I don't know that I ever that he would potentially go. I don't know that I could think of a guy letting a team walk or a team letting a guy walk. That would be as surprising as that. Like maybe it was like pretty, it was kind of shocking when the Yankees let Cano walk, I guess. But then like you saw the contract the Mariners gave him and it kind of made sense. Like I, I mean, just when you consider his age, he's a career brave, how good he is right now, what he means in Atlanta. They just won a World Series. I, I, this is why I don't see it happening, but I think if he did leave, that would be one of the more shocking free agent departures in Major League history. 
Yeah, the one I remember was Pujols. I remember being pretty shocked about yeah. that when he left okay. when he left when he left St. Louis because they they said they weren't going to pay him for what he wanted, and the Angels obviously the fucking Angels yeah. <laughs> over been overpaying for decades. Yes. Um, but they they were the only ones willing to give him what he thought he was worth. Which in hindsight, Cardinals were kind of right, but at at the time it, it was it was surprising. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think it would be Pujols, Freeman, right right around there. Um, but yeah, so for this South season, Freddie Freeman, not really on the market. Um, so it's, it's metal. It's Matt Olson. Yeah. He's available. They want to trade him. They're willing to trade with the Yankees. Uh, they've traded, they've done good trades in the past. Very fair trades. Uh, yeah. Sonny Gray one for the most recent example, I think. I don't think there was a one since that. Maybe if it was small. No. Um, but yeah, no. So, but regardless, they're good trade partners. It, it's got to happen. It's a failure if, you, if, you, if it doesn't happen. Absolutely. Moving on to center field. Um, I want to start this with, I hate Aaron Hicks. Um, I, I want that known. Yeah, I, hate I, I hate him. I was, I was against that contract the second that he signed it. Ten, uh, seven years, uh, $70 million, $10 million a year. I, I thought he was injury prone before. I, I still think that he's overrated. I get he had a defensive peak. I think that he's well over that. Um, so he cannot be your starting center fielder come day one. I think Cashman knows that as well. If we know that, Cashman knows that. Um, what are you thinking in terms of center field for the Yankees? Yeah, they have to. I, I didn't, honestly, I didn't hate the Hicks contract at the time. because I was like, oh, 10 million a year. If he has to be a fourth outfielder soon, like that's fine. What I didn't anticipate was him literally just deciding not to play more than 60 games a year and needing to be a fourth outfielder almost immediately into the deal. Um, so yeah, I, I'm very over him. I'll take him as a high upside fourth outfielder, especially because I really don't love his defense in center field at this point. Even when he did play last year, his arm is pretty much gone after Tommy John and his range and just routes the balls were awful last year. He was terrible. He's terrible to watch defensively. Never mind that he's really nothing special offensively. Uh, so I wasn't Wait, no, sure. he, he does pip a good home run. I'll, I'll give him that. Yeah, Outside no, that, I hate him. Listen, he, <laughs> fine but it's not like he it's not like this is byron buxton we're talking about where when he plays he's otherworldly like when he plays he gets on base a lot which is cool he doesn't hit for all that high of an average he hits for some power not a ton and it used to be you live with all that stuff and you take it because he's elite defensively he's terrible defensively now at least in center field i think he would make for a more than fine corner guy in center field i'm not trying to play him out there more than like 40 or 50 times a year i'm just not yeah um so it was refreshing to hear Cashman mention center field specifically. He singled out center field and shortstop when he was talking about positions that need to be addressed. Cause I really thought he was just going to pencil back in Hicks and he still might, he might be trying to throw people off the trail. Uh, there's so many ways the Yankees could go in center field. Who, who, who do you have? Who's your guy? Did you narrow it down to one guy? Cause I, I have a, I have a dream guy yeah that i don't think is happening but i who's who's your choice look, look so the the answer the fun answer if we were playing mlb the show is starling Marte. i, I don't yeah. think i don't think there's too much of another answer i mean the guy's a speedster great at the top of the lineup hits for great average on base good defensively fat like checks every single box that you yep. want in the center fielder except maybe the fact that he's a righty um yep. but I, at the end of the day i think with the other acquisitions they have hopefully Matt Olson, you know, fingers crossed on that. Um, and Joey Gallo being added to the lineup, things like that. Um, I don't, I'm not too, too concerned. And I, I'm in the end of the day, it's probably going to be Seager too. So I think, I think we'll have the balance um, of righty lefty. So if Stalling, if you can get Stalling Marte, you get him. Yeah. That said, I don't know how likely that is. I feel like he's going to demand a lot. Um, and if the Yankees are already dedicating themselves to paying these, the one of these shortstops, 
I don't know how much, again, Cashman could spend all in. I, I don't know how likely it is that that's going to happen. Um, then you got the other names like Chris Taylor, Marcana, um, Castellanos would be fun just to have as an outfielder, figure it out wherever the hell you want to put right. all of them. Uh, Chris Bryant too. Um, but at the end of the day, even Adam Eaton, I, I, I wouldn't hate at the end of the day. Um, I don't think that they make too much of a move in center field. Cause I think they're going to allocate a lot of the other stuff um, elsewhere. So I think that, and, and I, you've, um, what's the word alluded to this as well. I want Floriola. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I, I think that this team does need a little bit of homegrown, um, especially this year. I think they need a young guy that the team almost kind of gets behind and roots for when he does play well. I, that was so much fun to watch in like the 2016, 2017, when all these young guys were coming up, I feel like it's just like, just like Correa gives an edge, a young guy who's trying to prove himself gives an edge too to the team where it's like, Hey, this guy's busting his ass to try to get this starting spot and like solidify it. That's why I kind of like Florida. I mean, we saw a spark of him last year and he, you know, he, he has his issues swing and misses and all that stuff, but I don't mind if he is starting in left or center um opening day I, I think that's a little controversial based on what's out there right now in the outfield market but I don't hate it you got judge who can possibly play center I don't know if he's an everyday guy but you have Gallo who can go there too Stanton can play a little outfield keep him left then you have Florio and then maybe you sign I mean uh Aaron Hicks too you know you keep him there and then maybe you sign like a fifth guy like Adam Eaton or something like that for cheap and you know you got your five outfielders for the season um I don't know. So my, my opinion, and I kind of want it this way, is that they don't really focus too hard in center field um, and just play with what they got. Because I think they have talented outfielders, and I want to see Florio get his chance. And then and then if, if it doesn't work out, you make a trade at the deadline. I think that's what right. you do with center field. Yeah. Right. And listen, I, I love Florio. For me, if, it, if you're telling me that the Yankees are really going balls to the wall, then go get me Starling Marte. That's kind of one of the situations I alluded to before where – I, I won't mind if they don't go get Olsen and they bring back Rizzo on a short deal if they're also upgrading center field with a guy like Starling Marte. Yeah. I don't care that he's a righty. I don't even really care that he's 33. He's in great shape. He just stole almost 50 bases. I'll gladly give him three or four years. But I think that's the problem. I think when you look at a Matt Olsen, he's only a, a two-year deal guy, or at least you're only locked into two years. And then you're talking about the third year where it depends what the CBA is going to be. You're probably getting under the luxury tax again. So if you're extending judge, you have Stan on the books, Cole on the books, uh, you're going to have a shortstop on the books most likely, I think. So I don't know that they would want to go four years for a 33-year-old center fielder. Look, if they want to go and bring in, say, Eddie Rosario or Jock Peterson, a guy that's really more of a corner guy, and say, listen, you know what, we're going to roll the dice between Hicks Floriel and then you know playing the corner guy and then shifting either Judge or Gallo periodically to center field. Yeah. I'm cool. I, I love Floriel. I think if he if he pans out, and again, we've seen this guy for 13 game total and he was good in the yeah. short sample last year. He's everything you need. He's he's elite defensively in center field. He's the speed on the bases that this team lacks. Like not even just from a stolen base standpoint, just from not having guys clog up the bases. He's he's perfect for that. And if you could figure out the swing, literally, literally, if he could be what we depend on Aaron Hicks to be, which is hit like 240 and just that lefty swing, drive a couple balls over over into the short porch, like I will gladly sign for that. So if you if you told me that that's what we're going to get out of Florio, then I'd be cool with rolling with him and Hicks. But I think that it's really, really essential 
that we don't have Brett Gardner back, not to rip on him, <laughs> because it's time yeah. for Florida to get his chance. Because even if Hicks does go down, which if he's our starting center fielder, he will go down probably relatively early into the season. I don't want it to be, all right, Guardy's every day now. No, give Florio the shot every day. And then if he fails, if he's striking out at a crazy clip, then like you said, go make a trade. But I, I'm with you. Starling Marte is my dream option. But if not, give Esteban Florio a shot to at least crack this roster for opening day. That, that's all I want. And look, you could probably go out and pay Castellanos you know, put him in, put him in right, move Gallo, you know, you could do the whole move around thing mm-hmm. and all those different things. But like I said, the defense up the middle is one of the most important things. So you're getting a new shortstop. I'm going to talk about potentially getting a new catcher too. And now you're, now you're thinking about trying to figure out your center field situation as well. That has got to be unlocked. You know, that has got to be figured out. And I, as much as like, it's, I, don't mind judge in center field. I don't think that he's fast enough to actually kind of cover the gaps in the way that we would kind of hope. I think Floreal is. So and yeah. then you, got, you got the power in the right on the in right and left field, you know, with the arms being able to throw people out and let your center fielder cover the range. And I think that Florio can do that. And that's why I'm not too crazy about like them going after Castellanos or um, who are the other guys I had Marcana Marcana like that. Yeah. Like I would I actually would like Chris Taylor if there's a if there's a option. Uh, yeah, I would love not Chris totally opposed to but he also just rejected the qualifying offer i'm sure he just wants more years chris taylor also could play everywhere so it's not like he's you're not locking yourself down with him like if i would almost say i my options are signed Marte and or taylor depending on kind of who you can get for you know more realistic price point relative to their ability yeah uh but no, but I'm, my only my only thing about playing judge and center is I really don't want to do it every day. They did a, did a good job of keeping him healthy this year. He played, I think it was 148 games, would have been higher if not for COVID. I, I don't want to test him in center field more than like a, like a once a week I thing. So. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, also, I mean, the other outside of Marte, and I think this is why he's going to get more than uh, maybe he's worth long term, you know, maybe in like the later years of his contract. Um, I mean, there's not really a true center fielder that's like really talented out there. Yeah. Yes. All these guys play center field, but like Chris Bryan is not like a true center fielder. Yes. He plays there. Chris Taylor, not a true center fielder. Yes. He plays there. Marcana, not even a true center fielder. He's more of a corner out outfielder guy. So like Marte is going to get a lot of money. He's going to demand a lot because he he is a pure center fielder who checks every single box. And I don't know if the Yankees are going to pay. I want to going to want to pay that premium right now. Yeah, I'm a little out on him, but again, he's uber talented. If they want, not again, not my money, write the check. (laughs) And even on the trade market, right? There's really not true two two way center fielders out there. Like I know Ketel Marte is a hot name. He's really more of a second baseman, even though he plays center field. This guy I would love, but again, Brian Reynolds, I don't think is actually available. I think that the Pirates are just gonna see if anyone gives him. a, a godfather offer for him but i don't think he's on the move with how controllable he is and then you could take a, a chance on one year of byron buxton but for me it's almost like how am i gonna say i can't go into the year relying on aaron hicks and trade for arguably one of the only guys that's actually more injury prone than aaron hicks like maybe maybe you get lucky and, and he plays 120 games this year and that would be obviously amazing he's probably the best center fielder in baseball not named mike trout when he's healthy, which is not often. So uh, for me, am I trading Florio and say a Clark Schmidt to get maybe one year Byron Buxton? I, I don't know. I, part of me would just kind of rather at that point, see what Florio could be for us. I know it's not Byron Buxton. That's not his ceiling, but regardless, I, I don't know if I want to do that for one year of him. So I think it's an interesting position in that the Yankees 
are going to address it and really should address it, but there's not a ton of options that make sense either defensively or financially. Yeah. I mean, again, I know we said that um, Cashman uh, like noted center field as a position he wants to upgrade. I just don't see where it makes the most sense for, you know, the price points, but if you, if you want, again, not my money. If you want to go sign uh, Starling Marte, have at it. I just don't think that it's going to make the most sense. And I'm totally okay with Florio being your guy, um, mm-hmm. you know, giving him, giving him his due. Um, yeah. And like you said, Byron Buxton, let's say he's healthy at the deadline. You know, let's say the twins wind up not trading him. Go get him then. Yeah, you know what I mean? not- go, go get him then. It could, uh, Florio didn't work out. At the end of the day, it's the regular season. It's not the biggest you know, the first half of the season isn't the worst thing in the world. Look how bad the Yankees were last year. And they still had a chance to do something in the playoffs had they not had a disgusting roster. So yeah. I, I think, I think even though he said it, I think center field is a, is a place that they don't desperately need to upgrade. Unlike good judges in here catcher. Yeah. I think, I think they need to improve on catcher. I mean, it's a tough decision here and it's not the worst thing to have a bad hitting catcher. Cause a lot of teams do, but it is bad to have a bad defensive catcher. Um, like I said, I'll say it again, up the middle, you know what I mean? That's the most important parts defensively. And I was looking at Gary Sanchez because I'm like, okay, where can I defend him? Hitting? Not really great. Awesome power. He had fun. It was fun in 2016, fun, fun times here and there throughout decent stretch in 2021. Um, but like defensively where I can't really defend him anymore. I always thought that it was his arm that I could be like, no, he's got a great arm. Like he throws out runners. People don't want to steal on him. He's under 30% caught stealing. I think he was at like 29 point, like something like that. 29, like 28, 29%. Yadier Molina is at like 42%, obviously the best catcher yeah. in baseball defensively. Buster Posey up there too. But he, he's 20th in the league in, in catching runners stealing. Like the Braves won with Darno, who was at 21% because I was trying to compare that. But he was also, you know, hitting his weight. You know, um, so I, I don't really see a place to defend Gary Sanchez anymore. Um, I, I thought it was his arm, but it's really not. Um, I th- feel like we missed our chance to upgrade in free agency last year when all those other guys were going, like Ray Muto, McCann, all those guys. Um, but am I crazy to kind of think that maybe the in this Matt Olson deal, we should also try to grab Sean Murphy? I mean, like a no, three, he's like a three-three war guy. I mean, I'm willing to pay a little bit more to solidify those positions in, in one move. Cause you're done after that, Sean Murphy, Matt Olson, let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that would be great. I just think when you talk about catching league wide, how many two way catchers that can actually hit more than just their weight, like, like a Sean Murphy and defend yeah. are there. It's not, it's not a lot. I think you're, if you go by baseball trade values, which again, obviously not a perfect website, but, I think it's a pretty good baseline for where a guy's value is. You talk about, you know, being able to get like, you know, go with Peraza and maybe, you know, one or two lower mid-level prospects and get Matt Olson. Then you're starting to talk about, all right, I, I think I might need two of our top guys. A, and listen, and, I, and I'm not necessarily opposed to it. I think when you look at Murphy's age, his ability, and, you know, he's a, he's a big, you know, he'd be big for the lineup, especially if, you know, like you said, if you're rolling with, uh, if you're rolling with Andrelton Simmons and Florio, you know, that's kind I don't of want that. <laughs> I'm okay with I'm, it. No, I'm not. But I'm just saying that, that is what they end up doing. And they say we're going all in on defense. Then you're going to kind of need some offense from the, from the catching position. Even if you have an Olsen, Judge Stanton, you know, Gallo and DJ bounce back, then you're, 
can you roll with uh with with a catcher that doesn't hit his weight either so no but no i listen if if the a's are truly having a fire sale and they for some reason decide to trade some of these guys in the same package then absolutely i think that's i think that's a home run of a of a trade I feel like that could, I, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm just being optimistic. I don't know what the package would look like for two MLB, you know, nearly all-star caliber people. I mean, I think Sean, I think Sean Murphy was an all-star last year. I actually don't remember, but he, regardless, he's all-star caliber. Um, and obviously Matt Olson is as well. I don't know what that package would look like, but I could see Brian Cashman just stacking up prospects. You know what I mean? Just like Luke Voigt and then just all like a bunch of like top guys. I almost sell the farm a little bit to get what the A's had and, you know, kind of lock up those two very important positions. Um, but I, I don't know. Look, that, that, that was a bit of a pipe dream. I was looking at that. I was looking at some of the top catchers and like their, their wars defensive and all that stuff. Um, and I'm like, Oh, he's on the A's. Maybe we just get that over with in one shot, but a little bit of a pipe dream. Who, who, who did you have a catcher? So when I wrote my offseason blog, this was probably a couple of weeks ago, I had Tucker Barnhart just because I thought he's a lefty. Him, he's a good, uh, he's, you know, a good compliment to Higgy. He's an even better framer than Higashioka. I think Higashioka, baseball savant, had him as like a 70-something percentile framer and Tucker Barnhart was like 84. He's already gone. He signed with the Tigers. Manny Pena was another defense first guy from the Brewers, uh, 35, but he's, you know, one of the better defenders. He just, a longer yeah. he just signed with the Braves today. I just think – I think you need to move on from Gary Sanchez because if there's a position you really, really need to prioritize defense, like we keep saying defense up the middle, but that's been such a big issue for the Yankees the past, you know, really four or five years. Yeah. Uh, catcher, is, catcher is number one. And for me, Gary, he's going to make $8 million this year. He hits better than the average catcher, but even that's not necessarily – true like he's got like a 99 uh, a wave runs created plus which is better than the 89 average for catchers but it also comes with just absolute peaks and valleys where he'll carry the offense for a week and then he's horrible so like do i need that from a catcher no i could live with his defense when he was crushing it you know 2016 gary had 20 home runs in less than 60 games. 2017 gary he was hitting 270 like 33 bombs driving in 80 guys like i'll I'll live with the defense for that i'm not going to live with it for league average production, just because he's a little bit better offensively than most catchers. So I, they need to go all in on defense. Um, so I, I say they make a trade for Jacob Stallings and the Pirates. Yeah. Another team the Yankees have traded with in the past. The Pirates not looking to contend anytime soon. They have some catchers in the pipe. Stallings just won the gold glove. I believe he's like 31. Yeah, uh, I think I've ever seen 31. Yeah. With 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 uh, three years of control left, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, I, I mean, I don't think it it requires any of your top prospects to get a guy like him. And, and again, it's somewhere where you need to you need to acknowledge this guy is not going to hit. He's going to maybe if you want to say he'll be a little more consistent than Gary, where he his his valleys won't be as low. Fine, but yeah, in terms yeah. of your overall slash line at the end of the year, it will likely look worse than Gary Sanchez's. But I'm at the point where why should we live with league average production from the catcher and get, I mean, some of the, I mean, the, the, the tag in the first game of the subway series at city where Gallo had the guy out by literally 30 feet and Gary couldn't tag. I'm like, it's just, it's just shit that cannot happen anymore. Like I'm sick of it. And, you know, we had the, the Yankees two best starting pitchers last year. I guess I wouldn't say Kluber was our second best, but two of the Yankees five starting pitchers weren't even throwing to Gary last year. Like I, yeah. 
for me, it's just time to bring in a defense first guy and say, I don't care what this guy does at the plate. If he calls a good game, he, he receives the ball well. He's just all around defensively going to hold down the fort for us. That is what I want as a catcher. It's not Gary Sanchez. So get get me Jacob Stallings or someone similar. Uh, already a couple options are gone. So I think Stallings is the guy, but just some someone strong defensively is all I ask. Yeah, um, I was going to suggest just on a maybe one-year deal, uh, maybe even – two depending on you know kind of what the market looks like because i mean catchers seem to kind of look like they're flying off the wall so you might have to um you might have to add a second year or maybe a player option team option but whatever it is um i, I like young gomes i don't yeah. think I, I don't think he's the worst catcher in the world i don't think it's a flashy name i think it's something you'd be like oh that's a nothing move um but i mean look what we thought about clay holmes that we were like oh that's a nothing move whatever it is he's just some arm but he turned out being unreal you know same with Joey rodriguez um you know though obviously those are pitchers a little bit different but I don't think you need to get too flashy of a name here. Obviously, my dream scenario is with the Matt Olson and the Sean Murphy aspect. But I, I, I like Jacob Stallings. I like Jan Gomes. You know, just a guy who's defense first and, you know, go, good with the staff, most importantly. Um, and, you know, yeah, he'll get some hits. He'll get some hits here and there. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> you know, and then, and then you still have Higgy. You still have a Gashioka who, who hits the ball. You know, he hits every now and then. Um, showed some, I think, some significant pop at the plate. For sure. Um, so I don't mind maybe them doing like a like a 90, 70 game split, something like that, you know, uh, maybe 70 games for a gosh, maybe actually a little bit much, maybe like 160, you know, around that. Around that yeah, I would sign for Jan Gomes in a second. Just just uh, just someone good defensively. That's really all I ask. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we have our names, but I think for the most part, it's going to be interchangeable who you could improve with. But at the end of the day, I think it's most importantly that it's not. Gary Sanchez. It doesn't matter who it is necessarily. Um, obviously, I don't want you signing some AAA guy and just throwing him into the starting lineup. But like, it doesn't matter. There's a lot of good enough free agent catchers where I think you improve defensively and you don't get that much worse offensively, especially where else you're improving, you know, throughout the rest of this. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I think that was all offensive stuff. Um, are there any like pitchers that you're like, we need this offseason? I mean, I know Verlander's being thrown out there. I've heard some Robbie Ray rumors here and there. Obviously, Max is going to be tossed around. Uh, I don't know how likely he is. Um, Gausman's a good one. I'm looking at the list. Uh, Rodone's been a big one that I think a lot of people are going to overpay for. He's only had one good year, and he's had a lot of injuries. I don't know how much he's really worth. Um, are there any arms, like, starting pitching-wise, um, that you're like, we got to get this guy, like, right now, like, to improve this team? No, there's no one that I'm I'm like dying for. I guess uh, I had Tanaka coming back in my yeah. in my offseason preview blog. I still would like to see it. I think you know again he's a back end guy at this point, but I think he's an innings eater, and it's the first time in a long time where the Yankee rotation is really not in a bad place. When you look at Cole Severino, Montgomery, Tyone, who's going to miss the start of the year, um, and then your depth with with Nestor. Uh, you've got Luis Heel, so you know you, you still have Herman. So I, Maybe I don't Maybe hate the rotationist. But yeah, exactly. I listen. I I like where we're at. Tanaka, I think, is a guy you just know can eat innings for you, which would be good. Um, if I had to take my pick, one of the guys, Scherzer, I don't think is coming here. I think the Dodgers make him a, a fuck you offer. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I would love to take a flyer on Verlander just because I think that if you look at 
he's probably going to want a two-year deal. Money really shouldn't matter to the Yankees for these two years. It doesn't matter if they stay under the luxury tax. If he wants two for 45 or two for 50, I'll take that risk. I'll, I'll see what happens. I mean, listen, it, the best case scenario, if he's anything Houston Verlander, that's a sick rotation that facing him Cole and Severino in a playoff series. That's just a fuck you nuts on the table. Three power pitchers who are going to fucking strike you out. So I, I think that if I could choose one guy for the Yankees sign, it would be Verlander, but I'm not going to sit here being like, Oh, I can't believe you didn't do that. What about you? Yeah, so I mean, I'm, I like Verlander. Don't get me wrong, um, but there's something about a 40 year old pitcher, and I, I feel like I actually have been yeah, very pessimistic this entire video <laughs> in terms of people's injuries, what I want the Yankees to do. Um, but there's something about Verlander that just isn't sitting right with me. A 40 year old pitcher coming off Tommy John that you're gonna have to pay a lot, um, and he's a power pitcher. They said he's back at 96, but I don't know how long that's going to last. And we always talk about starting pitching in the postseason. I really don't care what he looks like in the regular season. If you're 40 coming off TJ, I mean, how long are you really going to be your best for? Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm not as sold on him as, as I think other people might be. I don't think he's going to be his best come playoff time. And that's really all I care about. Um, then again, I thought the same thing when he got traded to the Astros. I thought he was done. So he, he's proved us wrong before. If you want to take a flyer on him, I don't think $25 million is really taking a flyer on him <laughs> at the end of the day. But uh, if, if they do it, I'm not going to be like, that was so dumb to do. Because at the end of the day, he's Justin Verlander. He's proven people wrong before. He's been a Cy Young multiple times. And he was, um, he was or I think he might have been the best pitcher in baseball before he got hurt. He was pitching like it, certainly. When a Cy Young yeah. a couple of years ago. So, I mean, I don't know. If they do it, I'm not going to be mad about it. I'm just a little bit more skeptical of it because I think he – just someone who is a power pitcher like that, it doesn't – it makes it harder the older you get to throw 95 in September and October. You know what I mean? So, that, that's what I'm a little scared about. I like Gausman a lot, actually, coming from San Francisco. I love, I love a guy who has a splitter because not many people have that. That's why I like Tanaka, too. Um, just disgusting splitter. Um, Rodon, I'm pretty much out on. I don't want the Yankees to sign him at all. I know I don't think they will. They don't really seem like they're in the market for him. Um, but there's just something I don't like about him coming off all those shoulder injuries. Um, and really only having one good season, even in his one good season with injuries last year. So I, I don't know. I, I'm pretty much out on him. Um, Scherzer are not happening, but Robbie Ray, I don't want either. So I mean, I guess if we're going to make an addition to this starting rotation, it's going to be Verlander. Or um, in my in my dream world, it's it's a uh, Gausman. Am I saying that right, Gausman? I feel like it's Gausman. it's pronounced Gausman. No. I feel like I heard someone say it differently once. And I'm like, I feel like that sounds right, but I'll, I'll go with Gausman. Yeah. Um, but he, he's he's the one guy who I really want Verlander. I'd be okay with. Yeah, I I like Gausman too. I wouldn't mind giving him like a a five year deal. Uh, I, I, I am on more on the optimistic side that he actually did find it in San yeah. Francisco. I, I, I would be happy if we, if we gave him a deal like that, I would freak out if we gave Robbie Ray a deal like that. I think he's the biggest fraud ever. I think that whoever gets him, hopefully the angels, just cause that would be funny. And that would make <laughs> oh, sense. You know, they're going to sign blows up in their face. Uh, Robbie Ray, I would freak out. My, my one thing, I get that it's tough to say, yeah, we're paying this guy $25 million a year. It's a flyer, but if it's a two year deal, 
and the Yankees are willing to spend like they actually are, it kind of is a flyer. Like this was this was a John Boy's point that I'd heard a couple days ago, and I thought it was spot on. The problem with Kluber wasn't taking the chance on him. It was that that was so much of their like that was their budget. Like essentially that was their offseason. So it's like so if you're if you're telling me the Yankees are not going to add as much salary as we think and they only go get a shortstop and Verlander and they just roll with the status quo at, at the other position you mentioned, you know, first base center field and catcher, then no, I don't want Verlander at $25 million. But if the reports are true that they're willing to go up into like the 290 million range for payroll, fuck it, throw 25 of it. <laughs> I don't care. Like we said, not our money. Right. So uh, I, I think that if you're going to take a risk on a guy, I think it's two. I'd rather take two years of Verlander over five years of Ray, or maybe arguably even five years of, of Gosman. That that I agree with. That 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 I agree with. If you're going to take a risk on somebody, it it is Verlander. I just I just personally don't believe that uh, Gosman is as much of a risk, um, you know, yeah. as as people may think, just because he's not as big of a name. I think that like you might see it typically as like a top free agent starting pitcher. Um, I think I think he's I think he's earned his due, and I think he's earned the contract that he's going to get. Robbie Ray has not. <laughs> Robbie, no. he had an historic year for him for in in his own career world um he had an historic year for for not walking people i i mean i i don't see him really repeating that unless he figured out something with his mechanics or his pants get fucking tighter for all, all the hell i know i don't know if he's got to keep his pants that fucking tight in order to not walk people but regardless i think that was a fluke season i think it's going to be some rick Porcello ass cy young award um i don't i do not want the yankees even offering him money in the off chance that he accidentally presses accept or however the hell they send contracts these days. It's not, it's not happening. They're not signing him. Do you think that there's any chance we get some semblance of Stroman to the Bronx rumors from either, you know, like a, a baseball writer? Do you think even Stroman tries to troll and be like, Oh, the Yankees still need pitching help. I, I think that I think personally, he brings it up on Twitter. I think that's an absolute lock. Nick, I, I saw him on the list of free agent pitchers, and I'm like, I don't even want to think about Marcus Stroman coming to the Bronx. Great pitcher. He just – I just couldn't think of a worse personality fit to be, to, to be here. I, I, I do think he, he might um, he might run some rumors out just to – he'll think that he's playing like the Scott Boras game where it's like everyone just in on the Yankees just to up their value by uh, like half a million dollars. He'd think he's doing that. Everyone's just like, no, dude, we know you're not coming here. No, I hate – No, you don't fit in that Buick. Yeah, I hate him so much. I hate him so much. Yeah, oh we should sign him and then just throw him in the bullpen. Just, just that would be amazing. Oh my god, he would. Him. He would call Brian Cashman a racist so quickly. <laughs> be like, no, dude, you just you just only have you only have two pitches. You hit, you hit, your third one sucks now. Sorry. Also, yeah. Also, imagine we sign Corey Seager as our shortstop. So he goes from having Lindor as his shortstop, who bailed him out, God knows how many times last year, uh, to Seager, who's like a below average defender at shortstop. And he just, that would be horrible. Horrible. He's going to get, I don't know who's going to be more overpaid, him or Robbie Ray. I, I argue Robbie Ray because I think he's really going to crash and burn, but yeah. they're both going to get contracts that they are just not deserving of. I think that's an absolute lock. And I hope, hope the Angels sign both. I, I hope the Angels, say the Angels are signing both of them. And they're both terrible. There's so many, like, good players that you can be like, that's a great signing. And they are just going to go for the, the three, four, five people that it's just like, oh, my God. Like, oh, these are the people that nobody wanted to overpay. I know yeah. we're going to have to do it. And they're going to get every single one of them. <laughs> it's just going to be a, a roster of overplayed, overrated players. That's, that's the Angels. You see the Mets might sign Billy Epler from the Angels. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I don't they're, know they're how, really out of options, aren't they? How can you look at what the Angels have done and said, you know what, the guy who made all that happen, we're gonna bring him in. The, I guess no, he didn't. He probably didn't even draft Trout. He, he was way. He was no, way. No yeah, no, I was gonna say no chance. He, I get. Did he? Did he bring Otani over? Epler? Yeah, but I'm not gonna give him. I'm really not gonna give him yeah. credit for that because like. It was like a generational guy coming here on a cheap contract. Like anyone who could have gotten their hands on Otani would have taken the risk on him at whatever it is, like six million dollars a year, whatever. Who's the um? Who's the um? The guy coming over from? Is it the? It's Japan, right? He, oh he's yeah, like like I think it's like six, two, right? I don't know. I'm gonna, see you, Suzuki. I think I'm gonna. I, I might have botched the name completely, but no, you know, you were. I think you were close-ish. Um, again, not a pronunciation show. <laughs> we will butcher it, and you can make fun of us for it. That's fine. Um, but I mean, I didn't even think of him as um, an option because I think he, they just announced today that he's going to be available, but I think they had to like go through some final stages, but I, I, it seems like he's going to be an option in center field. He's supposed to be a stud. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I I haven't seen enough of him to be like, let's go get him. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't seem like he's Otani. So I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to, I would still rather stick with our guys that we said in this video, but I mean, he's going to, it's going to be interesting to see where he lands. Yeah, I already fake enough expertise on this show. I'm not going to pretend to break down a, a Japanese baseball player like I've ever seen him play in a, in a real game, anything besides like a highlight video on, on YouTube and Twitter. But no, I mean, if he wants to come here, like, you know, you, you get these guys for, you know, uh, I would say realistic prices. Uh, yeah, I would take I would take a shot on him. Sure. Uh, anything over not addressing center field, I will do. <laughs> no, I think that's I think that's the only place that we differed for the most part was I, I'm okay with not addressing center field as long as long as it's Florio coming up um but outside of that I think we were a, around the same uh just to recap so I think shortstop we both Correa is number one um I'm not as sold on Seager as I think you are I'm okay with if we wind up just prioritizing defense there um Matt Olson I think we're both set on that's got to happen it's a failure yeah. if it's failure for me Improve a catcher. Um, you're, you and me a little different in center field. And then pitching is kind of just like, fuck it. <laughs> what, whatever you can get your hands on other than Robbie Ray and Marcus Stroman. I agree. No, I agree. I, I think I think they shouldn't. I've seen some people try and say, oh, pay reliever. I don't know how after what you've seen. Yeah. I'm never signing reliever to anything longer than like a one or two year deal ever again i just think it doesn't make sense britain and chapman contracts the out of you know contract gets get out of and cashman to his credit is a wizard of finding relievers like fuck paying someone go find me the next wandy pros like go find me the next clay holmes it's it's something he's good at you know we have jonathan lewisga albert abreu i think is a guy that i really want to hang on to i really don't want to have him as a throne for one of these trades i think he could be you know maybe not as good as lewisga but i think he's the next guy to to pop off where he has the stuff to be a back end of the bullpen arm for us. Um, so I, I'm really honestly excited about this bullpen unit moving forward. And I'd be totally okay if they did minimal or nothing to even address it this offseason. Yeah, just get, get some healthy arms. No Darren O'Days, none of that shit. No Zach Brains, none, none of that shit. Just no, get somebody. I don't need any of that. I don't need any get, of that. Get somebody who's going to be healthy, who's going to eat up innings. I think you have your guys that are going to carry you. Just get some get some inning eaters. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we don't So we don't have to burn Chad Green every single game at the end of the season just get get somebody who's going to let these guys be healthy at the end of the year and i think and i think too another thing i forget who's making this point uh but they're talking about kind of how the astros and and certain other teams in the playoffs you know i think the dodgers have been kind of doing this too it was almost like 
they were less focused on starters and relievers and they just had a bunch of guys that could give them like two, three innings, 30, 40 pitches. So it's like, I don't need some 32 year old veteran on a one-year contract to be our fifth inning guy. It's like, if Luis Heal's not on the rotation, like let Luis Heal come out of the bullpen and, and throw two, three innings at a time, you know, once or twice a week, let that be Nestor Cortez. Let that be, you know, whoever you want, whoever you want to say, Clark Schmidt, get me a bunch of guys throughout the regular season who, Maybe they're not built up to 90 pitches or maybe they're not coming in for just an inning. Let's see some, some of these starters kind of build up their arms where in the playoff, you know, in the playoffs say, you know, you don't have Garrett Cole pitching, you don't have Severino pitching where you say, go get me six, seven innings. You, you throw out, you know, three, four different guys that are just like, they're going to throw 30 pitches. They're going to go through the order one time and that's going to be it. And then that's all you see of them. So I, th- I think that that's something that the Yankees can use their depth to their advantage, you know, not just, for when starters go down, but just to kind of attack teams throughout the season. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm good with that. I don't think really that much needs to be done to the bullpen. I think in the past we've said how much of a strength it is for the Yankees. Um, roll that back. Roll that yeah. back. You got the arm talent is there. We've all seen it. I think Matt Blake is good enough to get the best out of a lot of these guys. I mean, we saw it, we saw it out of the starting rotation. I think a lot of those guys had one of their some of their best moments. Um, you know, in their careers, uh, Tyone had some, I mean, pitcher of the month for God's sakes, Nestor Cortez looked unreal. Clay Holmes, like uh, Ronnie Peralta, uh, Isaac, you know, like all these guys, I think Matt Blake got the best out of them. I think he can do that for the rest of these guys too. You don't need to spend your money on the offense, spend your money on the offense, go, go have him. do not touch a reliever unless he's getting innings. I agree. I, I, I trust Matt Blake in whatever, whatever he wants to do. He's earned the, the keys to the castle with me pitching staff wise. I think whatever, whatever that guy wants to do, whoever he wants to bring in, whoever he wants to give opportunities to from within the organization, he, he has my full blessing at this point, whatever he wants to do, I'm okay with doing. Yeah. Matt Blake for manager. I'm still, I'm still going to kick off that campaign. I don't yeah, think, I'm for another. <laughs> I think, I think we missed that boat, but I, I'm, I'm still going to campaign for that this year. No manage whenever Boone gets ejected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, is that how that works? I, oh, it's a, it's the assistant coach, it's right? Usually, I mean, it's always the bench coach. Usually. Yeah, all right. But, 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 well, all right. I'll I'll talk to Cashman about that. We'll, yeah, well, gotta get, yeah, we got to get Matt Blake some innings. You get Matt Blake some innings. We get him in the pen. All right, I think that's everything. We covered everything. Um, at the end of the day, none of this is going to come true, and the Yankees are going to run back out the same team. But yeah. <laughs> at least at least we got this off our chest. I fully expect Corey Seager, Verlander, and Hicks, Gary, and uh, and I don't know, maybe Rizzo, all of the start opening day lineup. Yeah, maybe. absolutely. And then we're gonna, yeah, and then they're all gonna get hurt on the second. On we'll see. My hopes are really high, so we'll see. I'm excited, but my yeah. hopes are really high. I mean, the fact that I I think that Correa, Marte, and Correa, Marte, Olson, and one of these pitchers is even possible. I think that is something we would have never thought last year. So there, the sense of urgency, I feel, you know what I mean? Like if we were going into last year, I would have said, Oh, it's going to be, it would have been, um, it, w- it would have been Simmons. We would have kept Voight and maybe signed one starter. You know what I mean? So I, I feel the urgency is there. I sense it. Um, whether the market falls our way, we'll see. If they do Correa Olsen, Marte, Stallings, and Verlander. I don't. I'll never complain ever again. And by never again, I mean like I won't complain until like May. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they're five hundred. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's All right. It. A lot more content coming your way. Uh, we'll do a bolt, a full free agent video. Um, probably gonna do shortstops as well. Some other stuff. Mets. Uh, any other teams? Any other teams or videos you have in mind? Shoot us a DM. Shoot us a a comment below. Just let us know. I mean, we're. 
we got a lot of time till baseball guys. So <laughs> we got to figure it out. Too much time. Too much time. All right. We'll catch you guys next time. All right. Later scares. Peace.